Welcome to All the Books We've Never Read, the podcast that encourages you to tackle the literary white whales in your life, whether it's a classic that you read cliff notes on in college or the 500-page tome you really wanted to read but can never seem to get through. I'm Sarah the Library Girl, your book club host and fellow never-finisher, and we'll get through this together. In future episodes, we are going to be uh, going through a book together week by week, but for this first episode, I wanted to talk about my vision for this podcast, how I got here, and my New Year's reading goals. So I am a children's librarian and a um, lifelong reader. I grew up um, just a block from my hometown library and um, went to it all the time with my parents. My parents were really good to take me to the library. And even when we moved to a new state, um, one of the first things we did in each state was go to the library and get our cards. So I grew up um, with reading instilled in me as um, something that was free and um, something to fill my empty time with. Um, I was also homeschooled and Jim Treleese's um, Read Aloud Handbook was um, a Bible in our house um, from a certain point on. Um, so the importance of, um, taking time to be with yourself and read by yourself, um, was always super important in my life, in my childhood. Um, but my real house as a reader has always been children's lit and young adult literature, um, specifically 19th century girlhood literature. Um, I think Anne of Green Gables and Little Women, these stories of, um, girls growing up, um, their coming of age, usually of writers, um, and whatever shenanigans and hijinks might happen in their childhood. Those are the things I've always read. I never read half of the uh, required reading that most of America's teenagers were forced to read. And in part, I am very thankful that I did not I was not forced to read those in high school. Um, I came to Great Gatsby out of college, and I appreciated it a hundred times more than I ever would have in high school. I think I started reading it in high school but never finished. Um, It just was a much better experience, and I feel like I had more life experience to back a reading of The Great Gatsby than any 16-year-old would ever have. That being said, I didn't read The Great Gatsby in high school. I didn't read um, Great Expectations or A Tale of Two Cities. There are a treasure trove of classic literature that I have not read yet, and I have them on my shelves. I have a paperback copy of Tale of Two Cities and Great Expectations together. It has been sitting on my shelf for, gosh, over seven years And I still have not cracked it every year. I think, oh, this is the year I'm going to read that book. And yet, I do not read it. I have um, had a couple different Dickens. I think Dickens is a theme with me and not reading. Um, I've had Little Dorrit on my reading list since I was in 8th grade. When my dad made me a list of books I should look for at the library. um, That he had curated from some reading list somewhere. Um, And on there was Little Dorrit. And I kind of breathed a sigh of relief when I had looked it up in the library catalog and it was not in our library. And I was like, phew, I don't have to read it. Um, but it wasn't until I was in college and we had watched the BBC adaptation that went with Matthew McFadden and Claire Foy that is absolutely delicious and so good um, of Little Dorrit. And 
I decided that, oh, I should actually read that now. Um, and I got it in college, and I have it sitting in front of me right here, and I am only 252 pages in. That's how far I made it. So I have quite a few of these white whales, and that's an allusion to Moby Dick, which we will not be reading because I have absolutely no desire to read Moby Dick. But quite a few of these white white whales that are sitting on my shelves, either partially completed or never touched, that I've decided this is the year I'm going to get to. So I was thinking about, I was thinking about trying to get to those books last year. With the example of Little Dorian, friend and I have long talked about reading these books together, Little Dorian, Les Mis, and being accountability partners to get through it together so we can talk about the book so that we can encourage each other on and actually get through all 500 to 800 pages of these hefty but rewarding and oh-so-good books. Um, so in thinking about this, I decided that, you know, the ideal opportunity for, for getting through these books would be um, through the means of a podcast. Um, my closest friends... Um, live halfway across the state, actually all the way across the state. They live in East Tennessee. I live in West Tennessee or in Georgia. Um, I have a small book club community here, but we're not really the type that wants to read a 800-page book. So I thought that being able to do this um, with the wonder of technology and the internet, being able to read a book week by week and talk about it as if we were in a room together, would be the ideal uh, platform for encouraging myself and others to get through these books. So I started brainstorming this podcast, and here we are now with all the books I've never read. So my vision for this is to be a weekly podcast. Um, we'll see how that goes. I do work full-time, and I am starting my grad school classes in January, so we'll see how much I can take on. Um, but my goal is for this to be a weekly co- podcast, in which we've mapped out how many chapters a week we are going to read um, and using a platform of Facebook and Instagram um, we'll have the assigned chapters laid out for you and you'll have a place to um, you know leave your comments and leave your questions as you're reading through and as I'm reading through I'll take your comments and questions and take my notes and then compile that into the week's reading, and we'll have a little discussion, and you can, again, continue to discuss as each episode comes out. Think of this as your virtual book club, Um, and I hope that it really goes well. Um, So some of the things that we're going to do on this podcast, aside from the weekly reading and reviewing of notes, oh, let me talk about um, what kind of things I plan to talk about in our notes. Uh, As a um, book clubber, there are two different sets of questions and discussion that I have found. There are the deep philosophical questions that I'm not good at coming up with. And then there are the um, right on the physical page questions that, or comments or you know observations that are literally just about the words on the page. I am not good at philosophical questions. I love to hear them. Um, and I love it when people post those questions to me because I can sit and think about them for a while. But usually if I make notes, it's something about, you know, some clever witticism or some turn of phrase that I find funny or a quote that I need to remember. 
um, and I've underlined it or post-it noted it or book darted it. Um, and those are the things I love to talk about. So as I go through reading, there'll be like characters that either strike me as funny or really annoying or just, you know, you know, in Dickens, um, the fact that he wrote, he was paid by the word and he gets especially wordy sometimes or whatever his social commentary is. Um, so those are the kind of things that I usually take notes on when I read and, um, would love to hear anything that strikes you, anything that you highlight or underline or write down on a post-it note to remember for later. Those are the kind of things I want to hear from. Um, or if it's just, you know, characters that frustrate you or something that you just absolutely love or even the philosophical things, um, if you are a much deeper person than I, um, and have those, um, commentary, have those comments to make, um, I would love to hear them. Um, so that will be the main meat of our weekly episodes. Um, and then other things that I plan to incorporate as I can, um, historical background, most of the books that I have kind of on the docket for the next year or so are, um, are older books, Dickens, uh, Tolstoy, older classics, so that have some rooting in history. Um, so as much historical background as I have time to research or talk about, I would love to throw that in. Um, and if I'm lucky enough to have an annotated Penguin Classics, I'll share my notes. And then also, whatever movie versions are available, um, that's one of my favorite things about reading classics, how BBC miniseries. It helps me to have um, actors' faces and voices in mind as I'm reading, and I can kind of keep the characters straight that way. So if there are multiple versions, um, I'll add my commentary on which ones I've liked or not liked. Um, and then a small segment of whatever whatever stuff I'm currently reading that's not a classic. Um, I Like I said, I'm a children's librarian, so I read a lot of kid lit and young adult literature and um, a lot of picture books, Just sharing with you what else I'm reading in my regular life. Um, so that is a little bit of background on what I plan doing with this podcast and who I am. Um, so last thing I want to talk about before I go today is um, so some of my reading goals this year. As I record this, I'm sitting in my room. It is December 29th, Saturday. Um, I have lost all track of time because of Christmas week and Christmas vacation. Um, but it is not yet the new year and I am about to go kind of cram in a little bit more reading because I have six more books before um, I meet or don't meet my reading goal for the year. For this coming year, instead of giving myself a, a numerical goal, although I will still probably set a numerical goal on Goodreads because I like seeing that little counter tick up, um, I have a goal to read a little bit more substance to um, check off a couple of my white whales, um, starting with Little Door. I'll talk a little bit more about in a minute. Um, but then also to work on a larger goal that I have to read um, the majority of Rory Gilmore's reading list. So if you're familiar with the show Gilmore Girls, 
um, Rory is a huge reader, and over the course of the show, you see her reading or referencing about 350 different books. Um, and I found recently that I've only, I've barely scratched the surface of those books. Um, and part of my goals before I turn 30, I'm 27 and a half, is to read, I think I said at least half of her reading list. Um, so I'm trying to work towards that goal, um, as well, um, which a few of my classics are on that list. So checking two things there. Um, so for 2019, I aim to, at the very least, finish, um, Little Dorrit and Anna Karenina, and then chipping away at Rory Gilmore's list. Um, and then of course, you know, keeping up my usual regimen of reading, um, whatever new young adult and kid books come out just for my job to keep up with Reader's Advisory, um, and whatever arcs are interesting to me. Um, and hopefully I can share some of those with you as well. Um, but that is about it for this first little short episode. I hope that you are as excited to jump into reading some big books this year as I am, and I hope that you will go along with me. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Um, so the first book I plan on reading this year is, um, Little Dorrit by Charles Dickens. It is, um, in this Penguin Classics edition. It is clocks in at 860 pages. It's about 70 chapters, I believe. Um, and my goal is that we could read that. If we read five chapters a week, we could read that in 14 weeks. That's only three months. So my goal for the first three months of the year um, is to knock out Little Dorrit. I'm hoping by... Um, hopefully the second week of January to get out, get our schedule out, and, um, to start reading that with you all. Um, I hope you are, um, excited to join me. I'm excited to hear from you all and to read along with you all. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to leave you with what is going to be our, um, introductory song. I will talk to you again in the new year. Reading books together cause we can't do it all alone This is all the